0: Jace. The Defender of Tomorrow. A biography from League of Legends. Read to you by Prestige Edition. Jace is a brilliant inventor who has pledged his life to the defense of Piltover and its unyielding pursuit of progress. With his transforming Hextech hammer in hand, Jace uses his strength, courage, and considerable intelligence to protect his hometown. While revered throughout the city as a hero, he hasn't taken well to the attention it brings. Still, Jace's heart is in the right place, and even those who envy his natural skills are grateful for his protection in the city of progress. A native son of Piltover, Jace was raised to believe in the principles that made the city great. Invention, discovery. Not going to Zahn if you could help it. With a knack for understanding machinery, Jace earned the honor of being the youngest apprenta to ever be offered patronage by Clan Geopera, one of Piltover's most respected ruling clans. Utterly unsurprised, Jace took the offer. And spent most of his early years constructing potential hextech devices and designing transformable multi tools for Piltover's working class. A wrench that transformed into a pry bar, a pickaxe that could morph into a shovel, a hammer that could turn into a demolition beam if only it had a sufficiently powered battery. Everything Jace touched put His contemporaries to shame. Most things came easy to Jace, and he could never understand why his peers had so much trouble with what to him were simple concepts. As a result, nearly everyone who worked alongside Jace found him arrogant, dismissive, and unwilling to slow his pace to help his colleagues catch up. As time went on, his patience became shorter. While at the same time, a chasm grew between decorum, charm, and Jace's natural demeanor. Only one person ever managed to match Jace's intelligence while also maintaining a healthy indifference to his superior attitude. His name was Victor. The two met at a mandatory progress day party and immediately bonded over how little. Either of them wanted to be there. They started working together shortly after. Victor expanded Jace's intellectual horizons and challenged many of his assumptions. While Jace sought to improve humanity via versatile technology, Victor sought to solve problems inherent to humanity itself, such as physical decay or illogical prejudices. They constantly argued with one another, but their conflicts never got personal. Though their methods were different, the two colleagues knew their ultimate goals were very much the same. More than that, they both knew what it was like to be ostracized by their colleagues. Victor because of his unconventional thinking, Jace because of his rudeness. Together, Jace and Victor invented a mechanized construction suit for Piltover's dock workers, something hardy enough to enhance the wearer's strength, but light enough that its wearer wouldn't immediately drown upon falling overboard. However, the two reached an impasse when Victor's design for the next version of the suit included a Chemtech implant that would increase the wearer's strength output by tenfold while also preventing them from getting tired, panicking, or disobeying instructions from their superiors. While Victor considered this feature a brilliant means of reducing the frequency of construction accidents, Jace found its indifference toward free will immoral. The two nearly came to blows over the design, and ultimately, after Jace warned the Academy of Victor's invention, Victor was stripped of his honors and ostracized from Piltover's scientific community. Victor was the closest thing Jace had ever really had to a friend, and distraught over their falling out, went back to working on his own. He grew more insular. His patience toward others grew even thinner. As Jace studied in solitude, Clan Geopra's explorers discovered a raw blue crystal deep within the Shuriman Desert. Though Jace volunteered to experiment on it, specifically by suggesting the clan's other scholars wouldn't be smart enough to get anything out of it, his lack of tact in doing so prompted Clan Geopra to give it to their better-mannered scholars as a form of punishment. Yet, after many months, the scholars reached a unanimous conclusion. The crystal was worthless, a power-drained hunk of rock. The disappointed clan leaders finally handed the crystal over to Jace, assuming that even he, with his remarkable intelligence, wouldn't be able to learn anything from it. Something inside the crystal called to Jace. No, more than that, it sang to him. He couldn't explain why, but he knew the Sherman gem still held mysteries yet to be discovered. He spent many months running every variety of test on the crystal. He braced it into a cogwheel centrifuge. He superheated it and deep froze it. He tinkered and observed and hypothesized and beat his head against his copper pantograph. Quite simply, Jace wasn't used to working hard. This damned crystal was the first thing that had ever resisted his considerable mental aptitude. For the first time, he realized how his peers must have felt, trying so hard to solve a problem, only to bump against your own limitations. It felt frustrating. It felt unfair. And it probably felt much, much worse if you were working alongside an arrogant inventor who dismissed your every effort. Jace realized that despite how dismissive he'd been toward his fellow scholars, none of them ever gave up. None of them ever stopped seeking the very things that defined Piltover. Progress. Discovery. If they wouldn't give up, Jace decided, he wouldn't either. And maybe he'd try to be nicer. Maybe. Jace approached the problem from a completely different angle. Rather than trying to experiment on the crystal as a whole, he wondered why not run more invasive experiments on a smaller shard? Jace chiseled off a piece of the crystal and suspended it in a liquid alloy. As he sent a voltaic current through the liquid metal, Jace's eardrums nearly shattered from the booming baritone note that blasted from the shard. Heat radiated from the crystal, and with a flash, it glowed bright enough to nearly blind him. This was unexpected. This was potentially dangerous. But this was progress. Jace couldn't erase the smile from his face as he worked well through the night into the dawn. The next day, Jace was surprised to find his old friend Victor on his doorstep. Alerted by the massive power spike from the crystal shard, Victor had a simple proposition. Since his expulsion from the Piltoven scientific community Victor had commenced work on a secret project in Zahn. He'd finally learned how to achieve his dream. How to eradicate disease, hunger, hatred. If Jace joined him, the two would accomplish more than anyone from Piltover or Zahn could have dreamed of. They'd save humanity from itself. Jace had heard a monologue like this before from Victor. He never liked where it led. Victor told Jace that he only needed one thing for his glorious evolution, a power source like Jace's crystal. Jace disagreed, informing Victor that what he truly needed was a moral compass. Victor, who had long grown tired of Jace's rudeness, leapt upon him, grabbed the crystal, and knocked Jace unconscious with it. When Jace awoke hours later, he noticed that though the Shuriman crystal was gone, Victor hadn't seemed to notice or care about the smaller shard. Jace knew whatever Victor was planning, he would only resort to these measures if he were close to completion. Even though he didn't know what Victor's glorious evolution consisted of, it probably didn't have a lot of respect for the free will of others. Without wasting a second, Jace retrieved the suspended shard and installed it into a massive, transforming hammer, a demolitions invention he'd abandoned years ago for lack of a strong enough battery to power it. Though he had no idea where Victor might have taken the crystal, he could feel the Hextech hammer vibrate, pulling him not north, south, east, or west, but down toward the undercity of Zon. The shard, eager to be reunited with the crystal from which it was chiseled, eventually led Jace to a warehouse in the depths of the sump. Within the cavernous building, Jace found something horrifying. Dozens of corpses, their skulls sawed open and hollowed out, their brains transplanted into an army of immobile metal soldiers, hooked up to the now pulsing crystal. This was the first step in Victor's Glorious evolution. Jace's stride grew less confident as he approached Victor. He and Victor had not always seen eye to eye, but this was something else entirely. For the first time, it occurred to Jace that he might have to kill his old friend. He called out to Victor, flinching as the army of robots stood to attention. Jace asked him to look around, to see what he was doing. Whatever this was, this evolution, wasn't the progress they fought for in their youths. He even, to Victor's surprise, apologized for acting like such a jerk. Victor sighed. He had only two words in response. Kill him. The automaton sprinted toward Jace, breaking free of the wires connecting them to the crystal, and introducing Jace to another new emotion. Panic. He gripped the hammer tight, realizing he'd never actually used it before. When the first golem was within reach, he swung as hard as he could, feeling the shard's energy surge through his muscles, accelerating the hammer's movement Until Jace was worried it might fly out of his hands. It slammed into the automaton, all but exploding it into a hail of metal. Despite the obliteration of their comrade, the other machines didn't even pause as they rushed at Jace, trying to pummel him into unconsciousness. Jace analyzed the formation of the mechanical wave coming at him and attempted to quickly calculate how to take out the largest number of them with the fewest amount of swings. It was pointless. They were on him before he could swing even once. As he fell to the ground under a storm of their blows, Jace saw Victor looking on, not with triumph, but with sadness. He'd outsmarted Jace and ensured humanity's future. But he knew that future came at a cost. He couldn't let his old friend live. Jace vanished under a sea of swinging metal limbs. That's when Jace, for the first time in his life, decided to stop thinking and just break stuff. No longer caring for his own safety, Jace used every last bit of strength he had to break free from Victor's automatons. He sprinted to the glowing crystal and struck it with all of the Hextech-enhanced force his hammer could muster, crushing the mystical object. Victor cried out in horror as the crystal shattered to fragments, the shockwave blasting them all backward as the army of automatons collapsed lifelessly to the floor. The very foundations of the warehouse shook, and Jace barely managed to escape before the entire building toppled. Victor's body was never found. Upon his return to Piltover, Jace informed his clan masters of Victor's nefarious plans. Soon, Jace found himself a topic of discussion in both Zaun and Piltover alike. Hailed for his quick thinking in a time of crisis, Jace became a beloved figure, at least amongst those who hadn't met him, earning himself a nickname, The Defender of Tomorrow. Jace cared little for the adoration of his fellow Piltovans, but took the nickname to heart. He knew that Victor was still out there, plotting his revenge. One day, maybe someday soon, an awful lot of trouble was headed for Piltover. And Jace would be waiting. Thanks for listening. All credit for these stories goes to Riot Games and League of Legends. Full details can be found in the video description. If you enjoyed this production, please hit like, and subscribe. There's a lot more coming.